Insurance companies call them acts of God. And yet the term acts of God is often a much more meaningful description of a natural disaster than many people realize. Hi, I'm Bryant Wright, president of Sin Relief. As a Southern Baptist disaster relief chaplain, Jan Cragness has witnessed the unspeakable destruction and sadness that's left behind after tornadoes and floods and hurricanes. And yet, she's also seen the impossible-to-miss miracles that only God can accomplish in the aftermath of a natural disaster. In this episode of Stories of Hope, Jan, a 70-something-year-old grandmother, will tell you the story of her very first encounter with one of those acts of God. And after you hear that story, you'll understand why now, when a disaster hits, she will drop everything and go anywhere, anytime, to meet a need and change a life. Here's this story of hope. When you give a person an audience, a topic, and a microphone, you never know exactly what you're going to get. Sometimes you get the timid, withdrawn, silent type. If you could tell me your full name, tell me your title, and then tell me where you live. I'm Jan Cragness, and I am a chaplain with uh, Southern Baptist Disaster Relief. I live in the southern portion of Illinois. And sometimes you get Jan Cragness. You okay? You need any water or anything? This is as good as it gets, baby. (laughs) Jan Cragness is a 70-something-year-old mother of two and grandmother of nine. And because she's been a Southern Baptist since LBJ was president, she has now accumulated five decades of experience cooking up casseroles and teaching the BIBLE. When you're a woman in a Southern Baptist church, we're supposed to bring casserole dishes, you know, and teach Sunday school classes. But now, give her a microphone and a few minutes of your time, and all she'll want to do is tell stories. Lots of stories. More than you have time for, (laughs) I promise you. Every Jan Cragna story is about a natural disaster or some other act of God. If you are involved in disaster relief, you will see miracles that you know are impossible, except for a mighty God. Jan has seen things. She's collected stories about tornado miracles and hurricane miracles and earthquake miracles. And she's learned that the word chaplain can sometimes be a verb. I have chaplained all over the place, and I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle because, you know, people in disaster, the one thing they're looking for is hope in their crisis, and we're able to bring them that hope. From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, Episode 63, Acts of God. Sometimes, it seems the most remarkable things happen to the people who, for one reason or another, have been led to believe they are unremarkable. Exhibit A, Jan Cragness. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. I've done most every type of Christian ministry that there is. 
That is Jan's prologue to what is now her ever-expanding collection of disaster relief nonfiction short stories. When I went through disaster relief chaplaincy, the chaplaincy training when I took it, I was so insecure that I went through it two years running because God had told me I needed to be a chaplain. But I felt more competent carrying casseroles than I did carrying broken pieces of people. That was 10 years ago, right before the Ohio River jumped its banks and destroyed dozens of homes not far from where Jan lived. God finally threw me in a situation where I had no choice but to chaplain, and I discovered that all that is is ministering to hurting people and telling hurting people that you're with them and listening to their stories and, if you can, lead them to Jesus. That is what started it all. And now, if you ask her to tell just one story about just one miracle from just one disaster, this is the one she'll almost always share. The story about what happened in Metropolis, Illinois, after the big flood of 2011. After it was over, experts labeled it a hundred-year event. But the fact that they lived through a crisis of historical significance was probably of little comfort to the people of Metropolis after what happened the first week of May 2011. That's when the Ohio River flooded its banks and swallowed 75 homes. This was Jan's first disaster. She and a team of other disaster relief volunteers were sent to this southern Illinois town to care for residents who'd taken shelter at a local church. And Jan was given a job assignment that was nowhere near her comfort zone. I received a call to do a laundry shower trailer. There were 51 people there. 19 of them were children. Well, I'm an old school teacher, so when the children were bored, we did children's activities. The people were brokenhearted, and I found myself sitting on their cots and talking with them. Eventually, someone realized that I was doing more chaplaining than I was laundry and shower. I mean, I was still getting laundry and shower, but not too many showers because the people were in terrible depression. And when people are depressed, they don't really feel like doing a lot of personal care. Jan Cragness was a disaster relief rookie, but that did not keep her from seeing. This was a recipe for a very different kind of disaster. She had 51 depressed, homeless, unshowered strangers living in cramped, stinky Sunday school classrooms. And she had a church that was beginning to ask, how soon can we get back to normal? I remember listening to the church talking and the church was saying, you know, these people, they're making a mess in our building and our building's getting smelly and we're going to have to shut this down. These people had nowhere to go. So I thought, I've got to clean this up. When faced with a similar crisis, some people might try and sweep the conflict under the rug. Others might try and bully their way to some kind of unhappy resolution. But Jan Cragness did neither. Instead, she took the lemons she was given and made her own brand of tough love lemonade. 
So I just told the people, I said, you know what? If you were home and you had planned for this disaster, you'd bring all clean bedding and everything would be just perfect. But none of you planned for this. So I want you to strip all your beds, put it all in trash bags, and I'm going to take it to the laundromat and we're going to get it all done. So they started busy stripping beds. And I said, now then, I need the floors swept under them, and and if we could, could y'all mop the floors and let's get this place cleaned up, get your stuff all put back where it needs to be, because they needed something to do. They needed something to be busy. And so when I came back with their laundry all done, I said, okay, let's make these beds. So they got their beds beautiful. And then I said, and now I don't want one dirty body sleeping on our clean bed, so let's line up and get those showers done. And the pastor looked at me and he said, Miss Jan, I've never seen anybody that could tell people they were dirty and march them out the door and they're hugging you as they go. I said, well, preacher, you have to be willing to hug them dirty before you can hug them clean. Days went by, and then weeks. Jan learned names and faces and stories. She helped find places to live for people who had lost everything they owned. And she saw acts of God everywhere she looked. You're not sleeping on a bed in a gym, jammed up next to someone you don't know if you've got other options. And especially those people that are on the lower echelon of finances. They have no options. And so the one thing that you can give them is hope. And I'm just a little old woman from Southern Illinois, but I have seen God do so many mighty, mighty things. I was there for three weeks and 17 people came to Jesus. After that, Jan was hooked. There was a flood in Louisiana, so she went. And she came home with another story. Mr. Pete, he met me when I got out of the van with tears running down his face. And he says, how does an 85-year-old man begin again? Then there was a hurricane in North Carolina, and then another hurricane in Florida, and then a tornado, and then another flood. And then again and again, she drove to a disaster and came home with a story. I remember one trip, God told me I need 72 Bibles. He gave away 71 Bibles, and I needed the 72nd to give to the waitress that I led to the Lord in Cracker Barrel on the way home. That is how Jan Cragness has come to live this life. She now drives from one disaster to the next. She listens to the people that she meets. And somehow, in performing that simple act over and over again, she's found greater meaning in the floods and tornadoes and hurricanes that some people call acts of God. I get in my car and go home tomorrow and sleep in my bed tomorrow night and then get in my motor home and go to the next location. And maybe it's 
my age, maybe it's, I don't know what, but I feel this sense of urgency. We all need to be about the Lord's business because there's always someone around you that's hurting and needs the hope that is in you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories of Hope. If you'd like more practical tips on how you and your church can do like Jan does and share the love of Christ with families who've been caught in the path of a disaster, visit us online at sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcast and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.